Hey guys and girls, it's uh, David Searle with Breakfast with the Broker. Listen, uh, we have a really exciting guest, uh, but Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Um, we have a really, really local South Florida grown uh, hometown uh, person. So, and now, by way of Boca Raton, Florida, he's a graduate of Harvard University, a graduate of Georgetown Law. He is the founder of Singer Law Office PA. He's a father, husband, a video rock star with Minute with the Mayor. He is our mayor of Boca Raton, Mr. Mayor Scott Singer. Well, thank you so much for having me, David. And thanks for the kind words. You read them just as I wrote them. Um, <laughs> um, I will say, since this is Breakfast with a the Broker, there's one thing that a lot of people don't know. I'm actually a real estate broker as well. Um, and I used the last week to finish off my continuing education for the next cycle because it's been a little slower in that sense. Um, and I'm up late at nights anyway, so I needed something to do. But anyway, <laughs> good morning, everyone. Um, thanks for letting me join you. Uh, I wanted to give you an update on what the city's continued response to COVID-19 has been. And are we going to take any questions, David, or this form doesn't allow for that? So uh, what we're pretty much going to do is um, I'll, I'll give you some uh, questions that, you know, that, um, you know, that I have prepared and such. But uh, yeah, go ahead and give us an update because, uh, you know, really most of the people tuning in now are going to be wanting that update, uh, you know, from you. So great. All right. Well, certainly. Well, you know, the city was proactive at the start of this crisis. Um, even before we were taking measures, even before we declared a state of emergency, which was back in, wow, March 16th. So we're now three months in, almost 100 days. Um, and, you know, we didn't envision then what happened now. But a lot of the proactive steps we took, I think it helped keep our uh, counts of COVID cases lower than some other cities. Uh, we started off pretty high because of our population. The greater Boca Raton area is about 250,000 people. And uh, the state's been reporting data on that. And we've been seeing our numbers slip down as other cities in Palm Beach County particularly have come up. I think that's why you're seeing the Palm Beach County's meeting right now as we speak to discuss a mandatory mask order um, uh, to supplement what we put in back in, our, uh, in April with uh, strongly recommending the wearing of masks. Uh, we took proactive steps before other jurisdictions in Palm Beach County, and we worked hard with other cities and counties in the three-county area to coordinate a response. Um, and, you know, it's been challenging for all of us, but again, we're cautioning everyone, please heed the advice of health experts. Wear a mask when you can't socially distance. We're all adapting. Um, so there's some questions of what the city's been doing. So our city hall's been closed for three months, but permitting has remained open. And we've been responding to permitting. We've been doing in-person in inspections outside. We've been doing virtual inspections. And people have written to me and asked about permitting questions. They're getting handled. Um, just because we're remote, um, just because we're not in present, we're still remote and handling concerns. And a lot of residents have reached out and said, you know, thank the city for their efforts. Um, we've had a number of protests in the last month, but unlike, you know, great credit to both our residents and the Boca Raton Police Services Department because we've had protests. We had protests continuously for 12 or 13 days, no incidents, no injuries, no damage, no arrests. And about two weeks ago, we had a very moving unity march organized by uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church, which is a 101 year old church in Pearl City. And uh, the, the clergy there, the clergy of uh, the Breaking Change Ministry, uh, Wayne Barton, others from Pearl City. And we had about 300 Pearl City residents uh, community leaders, our interfaith clergy, residents of all um, residents throughout the city, advocates for social justice, the city council and our police department all marching together in one, in silence, um, in unity against racism, bigotry and prejudice. 
And I think a lot of the support you see in our, our community for our police department reflects that uh, we police in a different way. Uh, we pride ourselves on hiring the best and ensuring strong training. Um, and with a, a movement recently to have the eight can't wait set of use of force policies, I was pleased to report to everyone, we were actually had all of those in place long before the tragic killing of Mr. Floyd. So, you know, we're adapting even in these challenging times. Um, and I think it's taught us a lot about what we can do remotely as a city, what we need to do to support our businesses. We do have a, a program to uh, support businesses uh, with direct grants as long as long as well as the county having that. So we continue to coordinate, um, but trying to just make sure we can continue on a positive path to more commerce. And on the real estate side, I'm interested in what you have to say, because I've talked to a lot of brokers and they say that sales are brisk, actually, uh, particularly, <laughs> under a million, uh, particularly under a million dollars as people are fleeing the Northeast. We have a great opportunity to attract businesses here. And there's going to be some new marketing efforts unveiled by the city. Um, you know, understanding that people want to leave urban areas, you're going to see urban flight, um, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on your perspective. But we have an opportunity to attract more businesses here uh, to keep commerce going and to help restore our economy so we don't take too much of a hit. So I don't even need to answer, um, ask you any questions. So I guess the interview is You you hit on a lot of points, but uh, going back to uh, permitting, you know, because that seems to be the you know the biggest uh, questions that I I get asked. You know, um, has permitting? I know you're you're doing in person uh, visits and, and such, but has permitting slowed down? You know, what do you have like an average time frame from the time that the permit is uh, um, applied for until it's uh, uh, received? Um, I don't have stats in the last few months. I will say before the COVID uh, pandemic emerged, you know, our permitting time was continuing to decline. We're down more than uh, 60%, I think, over the last two years in reduction of time from, you know, start a permit to CO or, you know, to final plan approval. Uh, and I've not seen any indication that things have slowed. And I know that some people reached out and they had some urgent needs and the staff responded right away. So, um, if you have a permitting issue, please reach out. I will say one thing that typically slowed up people, particularly in the commercial real estate de uh, department. Um, we recently reformed our sign code. This is a three-year project that we undertook with architects, our community appearance board, outside consultants, and the city council. We had a joint meeting three years ago to try to kick this all off, and it went through a lot of iterations. The whole point is now that the getting, a, getting external signs for retail businesses or offices should be much more streamlined. We took our code, which was back to the 60s, took the very labyrinthine path of community appearance board appear, approving each thing. We now have a set of standards and guidelines and a multi-tenant retail center, for example, uh, will have a, a general sign plan that's already approved. So if you meet that plan, you're in. And if you want to deviate from that plan, you go to the CAB and it's pretty stream. It should be pretty streamlined. They were our hardest working city board. Hopefully we've cut down their work dramatically and also um, allowed people to close deals more quickly because I'm also in the commercial real estate business. I understand that, you know, signage is a make or break for some tenants, uh, some national tenants. So uh, hopefully we're on our way to easing that. Uh, you know, what the, what the public sees and, and maybe some of the behind the scenes that uh, you obviously are privy to, uh, you know, how is the relationships between mayors, between Palm Beach County's mayor, between, you know, neighboring cities mayors, you know, how, are you guys working together to come up with uh, a lot of these uh, CDC plans and, you know, restaurant plans, whether you open the restaurants, whether you open the beaches and that, that kind of stuff? Absolutely. And I can't I've never talked to my fellow mayors as much as I have in the last three months, um, particularly in March, the first few weeks when different cities were doing different things. I was on the phone 
I would have conference calls with mayors on email chains. And I was probably on the phone with multiple mayors every single day. What are you doing here? What are you seeing? We were sharing information to try to find best practices, but more importantly, to coordinate what we were doing as a coordinated response. Uh, you know, the virus knows no boundaries. So if we do something and Delray doesn't or the county doesn't, it's confusing. That's why the county's probably going to put in a countywide order concerning facial masks. It's more effective than individual cities doing that. We had a strong regional response after we got, you know, uh, for a while. And that lasted for, you know, quite some time. Then it started to fall apart with the beaches reopening. But we've been, you know, we've been looking constantly and working with our neighbors. Um, so the biggest hot topic probably, Nick, you know, is uh, schools, right? Because, <laughs> you know, parents are concerned. Um, th there have been, uh, you know, standardized things that have been thrown around, uh, proposals and such. And I know they had a uh, town hall uh, last night. And, um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what what goes into the decision and you know maybe i don't know if you know but you know when is that decision going to be made uh i believe it's going to be made in mid-july but again we have to be continue to be adaptable just i want to make sure everyone knows here you're all you're all brokers and real estate agents so you know how things work here but just to reiterate Schools are not run by the city. They're not run by the county. They're run by the separate school district. It is countywide, but there's a seven-person school board. We're fortunate to have a great chair, Frank Barbieri, who represents our area, and I've talked with him frequently and will be again, uh, probably later, you know, who knows, today. Um, they're, they're evaluating all the, effort, all the different um, components. The, the challenge for them is they're limited in transportation. I know the number of buses makes it tough, the distance on buses, and trying to, you know, figure out a schedule that works for everyone. I've heard different things. I don't have any inside knowledge. And unfortunately, I wish I had more because I'm a father of a, an eight-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I've been doing the virtual learning. My wife and I have been trading off. We're both working from home and uh, both trading off, uh, trying to teach. We understand what that is. I think it's very essential for our economy that when it's safe, um, our schools get back because that frees up a lot of um, uh, a lot of resources for more commerce and business and just normalcy. Uh, but, you know, it remains to be seen. I think we're going to all have to adapt and be prepared for um, some challenges, even in case we go back to school in August as hopeful. Um, who's to say that they might not have to sit out for a little bit longer? So we're all going to have to roll with the punches. Yeah, no, and, and I should have prefaced it by uh, by saying that, you know, it was kind of more of if you had any inside information that uh, you cared to release um, or, you know, any, um, any kind of deadlines that, you know, maybe some of the viewers weren't aware of. Uh, but going into uh, the city of Boca, I mean, you know, what's our sales pitch, right? I mean, I've been, I, you're from Fort Lauderdale, I believe. Uh, so you're from the South Florida area. Um, you know, um, you, you currently obviously reside in, in Boca and you're our mayor. Um, you know, I grew up here in, in Boca. What's our sales pitch? Why do people move to Boca Raton? Uh, I think we have an unparalleled quality of life. And I think the three strong components that set our city apart are we're a safe community, first of all. Public safety is always at the forefront. And it's not just police officers, it's our first responders, it's our paramedics and EMTs. Um, they actually have measurable um, improvements over some other, you know, we have a class one rating, which is only less than one half of 1% of all uh, departments in the nation have. And that matters when we have an older population. Second, it's our business strength. We punch above our weight. We have a business strength of a city four or five times our size. And then it's quality of your life. Our beaches, our parks, our green space is unparalleled. The quality of it is unparalleled. And now you're, you're able to package all three of these things together. And that sales pitch has probably never been more current. We have a business strength that's, you know, that can absorb 
um, whether it's a hedge fund or a tech company, and we're seeing them leave other places. We've got low taxes. Everyone in Florida has low taxes uh, on the income side, but we have low property taxes too. We have high assessed values. We have grade A schools. All Every school, a public school in Boca Raton is a grade A school. Uh, so all of those factors together make our pitch more compelling. Uh, there is a certain je ne sais quoi, which is hard for people who haven't been here, but we do everything we can with our outbound marketing, trumpeting the fact that we have an airport uh, with a customs facility right in the heart of our city, a burgeoning university. Uh, it's all part of the greater package. And, you know, those who've seen Boca Raton um, know it. We're trying to make sure more eyeballs are on it. Awesome. And, and we, we receive a lot of international um, exposure as well, you know, through your uh, global reach and, and such. And uh, I think it's amazing. And you guys, you and your, your staff have, have done amazing things. So a um, couple of last question. What's the next step for Mr. Mayor Scott Singer? Are you you have any aspirations to go into uh, potentially uh, state or U.S. Congress or anything like that? No, I've had enough to focus on, frankly, the last three months. For, uh, that's my sole focus. I was I was reelected on March 17th, and I was very happy to have a very strong showing at the polls. But that was literally the same night we shut down uh, bars and restaurants. Um, so the last, you know, the first hundred days or so of this second term have not been what I envisioned. They've not been what anyone has envisioned. Um, but my focus is there. I've got a three-year term. And frankly, you know, I, in my, my, I wear several business hats. You know, a lot of people are surprised to find that mayor is, quote, a part-time job in name. It pays that way. Um, I still spend 35 to 40 hours a week being mayor during normal times. Now it's been a little more haphazard, but I'm also a lawyer, a real estate investor. I have a broker's license. I don't do much with it, but I'm also a mediator. And so, you know, I've been having to spend more time on my businesses because it's a tough time to be in, um, you know, those all have challenges. My mediations have picked up. Um, and actually, I will mention just um, if I can if you see this more as a PSA than a pitch. So I'm a lawyer in private practice. I did settle a case recently that involved a residential closing gone wrong. And I'll mention to all of you, I know the, far, the, the there was a far bar form uh, that was designed to handle COVID-19. There are some holes in that. So brokers, associates, um, you may want to consult with an attorney, and I hope you are particularly in this COVID area, because there are some glaring holes with what the standard forms have. And um, reach out to an attorney. If you want to talk to me, you can't offline, but I know you all have your attorneys there. Just make sure they're giving you the right guidance. Absolutely. Yeah, we've uh, we've refrained from uh, advising our agents to use those COVID uh, addendums uh, um, based on our, our attorney's uh, recommendation as well. So, yeah, agreed. Well, you might um, you might want it. You might want to draft your own. It's not yeah. the one size form doesn't fit all. You might want to have an attorney draft uh, one of your own. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. So, last question: um, What is your favorite Netflix um, series or streaming series, and what are you currently watching? I don't know that much time for TV. Um, <laughs> the um, I what have I enjoyed right now? I'm still watching. I'm behind. What I like to do is get behind on shows so that I don't have to wait for them to come out. Um, I did watch an episode last night of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, I do like that. I love 30 Rock. So I'm only on season two so far. But, um, you know, there have been some great ones. I love The Good Place, which wasn't Netflix, but I started watching it on Netflix. Um, uh, House of Cards is great. What, what did I watch in between? Um I don't know, but I'm open to recommendations. It'll probably be months before I can get to a new series. 
Well, uh, Mayor, I, I really, we, I, I could speak on behalf of um, most of our city of Boca residents, uh, e even though that uh, I haven't got the authorization, I'm just going to speak on behalf of many. Well, I, that's um, right. I have the authorization to speak on behalf of the residents. Oh, perfect. Um, no, I, I really think you, you, you and your staff has done a really uh, great job in communication, which uh, and managing uh, people's expectations and being, uh, you know, forward thinking. And uh, we certainly appreciate the many hours um, that you have uh, dedicated to really make the city better. And uh, thank you for coming on Breakfast with the Broker. I really appreciate it. Well, David, thank you. We're all in this together, everyone. Keep your optimism. I will tell you at the end of the day, I'm more optimistic in the morning than I am at night. The night times kinds of wear, can wear me down a little bit. There's been new challenges every day. We will get through. Um, it is a team effort. The 2000 employees of the city have been working very hard. My city council colleagues have been working hard as always. Uh, so it's not just, you know, it's, it's, it's every person can make a difference and you can make a difference for your neighbors, reach out, offer help, be considerate and kind to others. Um, a lot of patience goes a long way and a lot of understanding. We're all dealing with some impacts. A lot of them are unseen. We don't know what people are going through. So just be kind, try to follow health experts advice and, um, and we'll get through this together. Perfect. How should we follow uh, the city of Boca for updates? That's a great question. You can go to myboca.us. We have, uh, we constantly post new information on our website. You can sign up for text alerts through Nixle and Code Red, not just for emergency situations, for updates. We've got newsletters tailored to 20 different issues. I've got a newsletter that I might send out later today. You can sign up for me. Just send me an email at ssinger at myboca.us and I'll add you to that list. But there's a lot of information out there. We're constantly on social media. I'm at Scott Singer USA. City of Boca is either Boca Raton City or City, great, great graphic there. Uh, city, uh, city Boca Raton, I think on Facebook, but um, you'll you'll find us easily. Stay in touch right. with social media. We get alerts out. Mayor, thanks again for your generous time. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for all that you do. Thank you all very much. All right. Thanks, all right. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday at 9 a.m. We will have an exciting guest next week. And uh, we appreciate the mayor coming on and give us a little COVID update as well as um, an update on the city. So thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.